about how their favorite shows begin. We're the two buds. I'm Alex. And I'm Ethan. Guess what, mother truckers? You thought you were going to get out of this? Nuh-uh. We're doing an anime episode. Hell yeah. Woo! Well, we, don't, we haven't done one yet, right? You and I have not done one okay. yet. I don't believe so. I, like, I was thinking about this intro earlier today. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to come in here hot and ready to just freaking talk shit about anime. And I was like, but wait, have we done this already? Because again, no, I, 2020. Yeah, <laughs> it, it all blurs together. You and I have enough conversations outside of recording, so we don't know if we've actually talked about anime on the show or not. But we're doing it, and we're doing anime for the spooky season, because it's officially October. Spooky season. <laughs> Gotta have a clever, witty name, Anime-tober, or something like that. You just put two words together, bud. I know. <laughs> that's all I did. I was trying to think of something clever, but that's all I came up with. Anime Tober. Doki Tober. Doki Tober. Mm. Mm. Shock Tober. Mm. We probably should have workshopped this before we went live. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Let us know, gang. <laughs> when you finally hear this, give us a, a better answer for what we should call <laughs> Anime October. <laughs> Our, our, we'll our loyal there. fans will, will assist, I'm sure. Come to talk to us in our Discord. <laughs> Once this episode releases, I'm going to do nothing but, like, recommend all the, the scary horror animes. <laughs> Which, you know I need more in my life. Like, yeah. I've been playing Corpse Party for like, the last six months. Mm-hmm. And I just, and I, I have Doki Doki Literature Club set up not my computer but like i have it in my steam account i'm ready for that to go and i just really appreciate horror anime and i need more of it in my life yeah i think on my list that i still need to find is the it's i can't remember the guy's name but it's ito and there's the anime where it's all like the shark spiders they literally have insectoid things and they're sharks on land and it's terrifying it looks just scary <laughs> i don't want it you can keep that one i want all the other horror anime <laughs> no i'm showing you that one <laughs> <laughs> that's the only one you get and you're gonna like it yep yep <laughs> that's what podcast dad means now you're gonna sit here and like the shows that i like you don't that's get to complain whole, that's the whole point of the show Ian. exactly i know but now we're really leaning into it almost done with two seasons but now we lean into our brand yes yes there is something about anime picks, because that's like how it started, right? It's just, I wanted to force Spencer to watch Lucky Star, because mm-hmm. I am a cruel mistress. <laughs> and so, like, we just need to lean more into that of, this is trash. Watch this trash with me, please. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, Ethan, you have too good of taste, and you're introducing me to, in theory, <laughs> good shows. Yeah. My taste is trash, so I can't it's, appreciate it. It's tasteful trash. It's too tasteful. I need more mm. garbage in my life. 
I'll find you some good trash and then, but yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so without further ado, what did I recommend that you watch for a first anime horror episode? Well, okay, so in theory you suggested something first, and I can't remember what it is. Was it Mob Psycho? Yeah, I think I I mentioned Mob Psycho 100, but then I saw what you gave me, and I was like, oh, we gotta make a horror trope, like, mirror of it, so I'll give you something a little bit more spoopier. So I got Dead Man Wonderland, and spoiler, right in the beginning, I am mad I haven't seen this before. You're going to be even more madder when I fill you in on information on this show. No, you can't. You can't. Not until I finish it. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, you're going to be really mad when we get to the end of it and we have a recap episode. <laughs> I can tell you that much. I know that it came out in 2011 and that it only has one season. Mm-hmm. So I'm already dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you watch, Ethan? You recommended for me High School of the Dead. And we go back to this beginning where I say I have trash taste. It's not great. <laughs> I mean, I'm right there with you because, like I've already mentioned to you before when we did this, I was like, hey, I don't know if we want to play this game, but I already read the manga, so sure, that means that I can watch the anime without ever seeing the pilot, right? And I said, no! <laughs> Jeez. So, I, I mean, granted, I read the manga... Back in my good old teen years. Well, it wasn't even teen. It was like beginning of college. So. Technically. Technically teen still. Technically I was 19. And I'll just tell you right now, this is classic. Just, I mean, <laughs> I have watched hornier animes with stuff in it, but this uh -huh. definitely has the, the, the horny trope along with the horror for sure. It's, oh God. It's so. Because I've seen bits and pieces, and I remember the manga enough that I was like, ah, yeah, I remember why I was attracted to this. <laughs> you horny. You horny. In, in the great words of my old roommate, if, you know, you have those shows you watch, and then it's either your friends or your parents, they walk in on the most awkward of scenes, and they mm -hmm. think that's the entire show's about. Chris did that in style. Every single time I watched an anime, he came down and he was like, are you watching horny animes? And sure enough, it's either like a bikini scene or <laughs> weird sounds going on. And I was like, no, this is just the beach episode. I promise. A wink. A wink. Yeah, no, I totally understand, though, the uh, the awkward scene. When I first tried to watch Fooly Cooly, mm -hmm. the very first scene is high schooler character making out with middle schooler character yeah. and it's like super weird it's meant to be super weird and i had it on dvr and my family was in town my aunt and my cousins and my uncle and they all decided to sit down next to me just as soon as the show started like oh yeah what are you watching i'm like oh it's a show fully coolly i've heard good things about it and then the scene happens and we all look at each other I'm like okay and so i'm not watching this i guess and moved on because we had no idea what the fuck was going to happen next since I had no idea. Yep. But, uh, so, I don't know, should we rock, paper, scissors to see who goes first? Yeah. That's really good for an audio medium. Yeah. I mean. Okay, wait. So, wait, do we go on <laughs> rock, paper, scissors, shoot, or just rock, paper, scissors? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay. I'm thinking way too hard. Here we go. <laughs> rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Uh. Ethan goes first. Uh, he picked scissors, I picked paper. The play-by-play. -play. The play-by-play. Yes. Uh, so yeah, High School of the Dead. 
It's a show about high schoolers and there's dead people. That's it. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> uh, no, so very, very basic premise. This it was a very successful manga and it had a very good first season. And then it was canceled and then the manga was canceled too. But we won't get into that. There is a bunch of high schoolers. They're just doing their normal school-to-school thing. The main characters for the, at least for the first episode, I'm sure there's going to be a few more. And there's basically three main characters in this first episode. It opens with them running past all these Zambies. The girl's name is Rei. One of the characters' names is Takashi, and the other's is Hasashi. Basically, one of them has a bat, and the other has a stick or a like a broom staff that they've manufactured into a weapon. They're stabbing past a couple of them, beating them around. The one thing that threw me off immediately, and granted, this is Madhouse, and they did a really good job with like One Punch Man season one and everything, and a lot of other shows. But this is like when 3D animation was just becoming a thing, and it doesn't look great. All it's all these weird shadings on these like figures and zombies and it just it doesn't pan right it just feels off which maybe works in the style of the anime i suppose or the horror genre but i didn't like it (laughs) (laughs) threw me off a little bit but then the rest of the animation is really good i do like the color dynamic and everything like that they're running up the stairs to get to like the top of this like roof complex and sure enough, Ray the girl gets caught and trips and falls. And then we get an under the skirt panty shot, which is classic, you know, horny anime styles and jiggly boobs. So you've got all that. So they, they get up there. Hasashi grabs the bat from Takashi and is able to effectively just pulverize the head of the zombie that was about to eat or, you know, attack Ray. And then he's like, oh, cool. We just have to, or, no, not, oh, cool. He's like, cool. <laughs> he's like, all right, we just have to destroy the heads and they won't, they'll cease to exist. It's like, hmm, hey, okay. Mm-hmm. Would you say they need to get their head in the game? I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a scary movie three reference, but I think we'll stick with that. <laughs> Without their heads, they're useless. <laughs> yes. Continue. The only difference is, is they are playing basketball in High School Musical versus baseball. So there sports you go. A sport. sport sports ball. a sport. Sports ball. So yeah, Hasashi saves Ray. They get all the way up and they're getting ready to barricade themselves on the top of this roof. And then Takashi's like, "What the fuck's going on?" And then we get our opening credit scenes. Now I haven't gotten to talk to you about it, but I absolutely fucking love anime opening credit scenes. Don't y'all they're just so good like why can't american tv do such a good job with their shit like just make a separate like every now and then just a couple no we have these like two 10 second like clips at the opening for like most of our opening credit shows so it's a stinger sound and then it's the title rather than actually showing all the work that went into it at the very beginning Listen, there is something that I both... It depends on, like, my mood, right? If, when mm-hmm. I was binging my hero. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, but at the same time, when half the episode is, is the is intro and the outro. Yeah. Hmm. 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 But also the art is beautiful. I really like... Uh, shocking. I really like Madoka. Pearl of the Magic of Madoka. That shows 
thing. Their intro credits, gorgeous. Yeah, no, there's just an art to it that is... Mm-hmm. And I, but I also really appreciate the memes that go along with it. Like, yes. hey, let's go ahead and make our own anime intro for X genre. Kills me yep. time. Yep, it's great. I just, not to mention, like, if you find me... I mean, the anime can be adequate or poor, but if you have a good opening, like, theme song or something like that, a lot of the times that will be put on, like, my gym playlist like that. Because if the song fucking slaps, I gotta listen to it for, like, five hours straight. (laughs) Fucking today, I listened to um, the theme song for Fooly Cooly. Again, like, the songs that you get stuck in your brain pan. Mm -hmm. Okay, but real quick, so what is your favorite opening? Mmm. Mmm. There's a oh, there's so many. I think the ones that kind of like stay prominent is there's like two or three songs from the anime Black Clover. It's not the best anime, but they have some good fucking opening songs. Or yeah, I'd say that I'm I'm really into. There's a new anime that's out called God of High School, and they have a really good kind of like techno beat uh, opening mm-hmm. song that's really dope. So nice. Current wise, God of High School's opening or any of the last like four or five openings for Black Clover have been superb. I think some classics are um, Cowboy Bebop, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's just is, is a classic. Yeah. Fucking people jam out to that <laughs> all the time. <laughs> but one of my favorites, even though I haven't seen the entirety of the show, I think it's called Bacano. Yeah, Bacano. I forgot about Bacano. Oh, so good. It's got that jazzy swing. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It is I so think, so good. I think I actually put that on the Spotify list for Clarence, <laughs> if I remember correctly. <laughs> Oh, one of the other openings that I actually also enjoy, I don't think you actually got to see it in the episode, but Dead Men Wonderline has a really good opening song, too. It's more kind of like heavy metal grunk. I don't think they had it in the first episode. I don't think so. I'll have it in my notes if they did. Mm-hmm. I just watched this yesterday, and I'm like, did it? No. no. I think they're, they're focused I, a lot on the story, because yeah, I, I think it was, it was just the... a... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think they just gave yeah the title of it. But anyways, we get the opening song, and then we get a little bit of a you know a prelude or flashback. You know, basically the whole thing is Takashi's in love with Ray, but Takashi's our edge lord dude. He's very <laughs> like solemn and like even though he's an emotional boy, he just like isn't showing emotion from what I can tell because there's a flashback. Ray and Takashi, when they were like five years old, make a pinky promise that they're going to marry each other. Ray decides that she's in love with Hasashi, and Hasashi is Takashi's best friend. So, he a bit bitter. He's the third wheel that got left out, unfortunately. Oh, shoot, I'm forgetting her name. There is another girl that comes up to Takashi because he skipped class and he's just on the stairwell. She's girl genius, pink hair. Basically, I think she's like almost like class president or something like that. But she's like, geez, you got to suck it up. You're quit being a wuss and stuff like that. And just if you're going to be that way. Tell her how you feel or, or, you know, express yourself. And he's like, you'd be way more smarter if you weren't so stupid, stupid. <laughs> and he's like, oh, great. He's like, the people that I hate the most are the people that know they're stupid, but don't do anything about it. So you are a little bit above that because you know you can be better. So you're still stupid because I'm a genius, but <laughs> you could be less stupid by doing this. So little little high school drama there. It has the friend that's a little bit of a cheerleader. She goes along her way. Takashi is looking at the gate. There is someone at the gate trying to get into the school because it's a gated school. A bunch of PE teachers come up and say, hey, you got to leave the, the grounds, no trespassing. But 
the one of the gym teachers goes up to him. He looks grayed out and everything, or he looks very pale and gray. The gym teacher pushes him away, and when he does that, the stranger bites down on his arm, and <laughs> and blood pours out, and it's all horrific. There's a tone change, and then he falls on the ground and pretty much just seizes and dies. Like the gym teacher just like seizes up and dies. Doesn't actually get like ripped the throat out it was just a bite on the arm and he dies and all the other gym teachers and other teachers that are out there like oh my gosh he's dead all of a sudden his hand twitch he gets up and he bites the face off of the girl teacher there and teachers are running and takashi sees all this happen and he's like what the fuck (laughs) and so he then runs to his primary classroom grabs ray and says we gotta go now doesn't care about anyone else, just wants Ray to go. Hisashi kind of like says, hey, what are you doing? Knock it off. And then Takashi's like, hey, for real, like the dead are coming back alive and something's going to happen. So we need to leave now. I'm dead serious about this. <laughs> so they start like, you know, running to get away or like get out of the school or anything like that. By this time, everyone else is caught on. They announce over the speaker system that the teachers need to escort all the students out. There's something going on. And then a zombie gets into the speaker room and the, everyone can hear over the speaker this person dying and getting eight. <laughs> Dead quiet for a little bit. And then some chalk rolls off a, a table. It cracks and then cracks and breaks. And then that's when we have this mass hysteria from the school Everyone's running out and just, it's every man for himself. We see a couple of people that are going to be highlighted probably in the next couple of episodes. We get purple hair girl who's <laughs> doing sword training. And then we have a big busty blonde nurse that's waking up from a nap after, like missing the entire speaker announcement. We have this kind of like nerdy, bigger guy that's kind of like crawling out of the room and stuff like that he's looking very meek and everything and then we also see a pink haired genius girl as well too i also need to stop you now because most of the names in my recap are also based off hair color perfect that's the way it's supposed to be right i you gotta mean have your your pink haired girl you gotta have your purple haired girl you mm-hmm. gotta have these benchmarks otherwise is it even really an anime yeah no. exactly <laughs> And I don't remember the names off the top of my head. Like I said, I've read the manga like years ago, and I only watched this first episode. So a lot of the characters' names weren't introduced other than Takashi, Hisashi, and Rei. So while this is all happening, we see snippets of all the other students like running away. There's like a scene with two girls that are best friends, and they're holding hands like, we're going to get out of this. Yeah, because we're best friends. And then a zombie grabs one of the girls by the ankle, pulls her down the stairs, and she's like, help me, friend, help me. And her friend's like, let go of me, you bitch, and kicks her down the stairs. And then we see her getting eaten, but we obviously see her legs and her panties and everything like that. And... Then we go back to Takasi, Hisashi, and Rei. We get the scene where they're running out of the school. They see a teacher that's been turned into a zombie. Rei fights him. She gets caught, basically, because she, like, stabs him in the heart. Zombies don't go down if they get stabbed in the heart, so she gets grabbed. She loses her stabby broomstick. And so Hisashi runs over to help her gets him grappled from behind the back. The zombie's head twists around and bites Asashi in the shoulder. 
And they're like, what the fuck's going on? And then Takashi comes in with a bat and bashes his head in. He dies and they run off. Then we get back to where we were at the opening where they're at the top of the roof and they run across, get to the very top, barricade it, and they're there. At this point in time, this is when Hasashi's been bitten. So obviously something's going to happen. They see all the chaos that's erupting outside of the school too. It's not just centralized here. You see the special defense force, like jets flying across. They're off to do some mission or something like that. And then there's just chaos in the streets. It's not just here. And we get some snippets of that. And then we go back over and we see Hasashi is coughing up blood. He looks like he's about to die. And I think what's kind of cool, like, you know, any show that does zombies doesn't call them zombies. It's always walkers or clickers or, yeah, stuff like that. They can't specifically say zombies because apparently that's TM infringement or something like that. Mm -hmm. Two on the nose. In this, uh, Takashi related it to video games and how it's them. So for the rest of the series, I'm guessing they only address them them as them. Which is kind of nice because it dehumanizes them a little bit so you're not as... Morally, uh, you know, questioning if you should kill zombies or them because they're, you know, <laughs> not people anymore. So Hasashi's like, hey, uh, here's what I want you to do. I want you to guide me over to the edge of this railing and help me go over so the fall crushes my head so I don't become one of them. Takashi's kind of stone silent and kind of like frozen not sure what to do Ray's hugging all over him over Hasashi saying no you're gonna be fine you're gonna be okay and he's like I don't want to be one of them I want to die as me sure enough he coughs up a lot of blood collapses on the ground and then Ray's crying over him Takashi's there not sure what to do then sure enough he twitches he gets back up and Ray's like oh see Hasashi's fine I'm like, no, you dumb bitch. He not you fine. Bitch. You dumb bitch. You not fine. You're supposed to be smarter than that. <laughs> you're you're the vice well, president sure of the martial stuff. arts club. <laughs> dumb, dumb stuff. Dumb, dumb. Can't be hopeful in a time like this. He's grayed out. His eyes are his eyes and pupils are looking completely different ways from each other. He he dead. He's going over to it. You know, he's about to grab Ray. Takashi finally runs up with the bat and and beats him in and throws him over the side. Kind of does like a quick little like whiteout flash so we don't actually see it happen, but we know he's dead. Then at that point, that's pretty much where we get our closing credits. They show a snippet afterwards, though, and basically what it is is you see the aftermath. Ray's, you know, on a, a puddle on the floor crying about Hisashi being dead and starts blaming Takashi. Takashi's like, hey, we need to go. We need to do something. She's like, don't touch me. You always hated Hisashi because I dated him, right? Because you're in love with me, so you must have been pretty mad at Hisashi, so you were probably happy to do it. And he's like, oh, okay, fine, bitch. I'll just leave. <laughs> so he goes towards the barricade, and he says, don't worry, you can stay up here, but I'll I'll leave you alone since you don't want me around. And then Ray's like, wait, no, I'm sorry. And she realizes, she's like, I didn't mean any of that. I'm just upset. And they hug, and it Takashi's doing a voiceover of the entire episode, and he says, you know, the day when it happened was the day I had to kill my best friend, and it was also the first time that I hugged the girl that I loved. And so it's like this weird, poignant 
angsty teenage emotional moment and and that's what we have so zombies man is that really the whole first episode yeah that's it Ugh. not a whole lot of stuff in that first episode so i know you've read the manga Mm-hmm. what would you think of the the first episode as a whole i really enjoyed it i love the animation so again like it's been years since i read the manga and now i want to go back and reread it Obviously, the downside with this show was it only had one season. The manga was short-lived because the writer and artist passed away, so it never got continued. But it's like, a—I mean, it's been critically acclaimed. It's a fan favorite. It's almost, you know, it's like that B category of mainstream, mm-hmm. almost, from what I can tell. But I, I really enjoyed it. And like I said, Madhouse did it, and it was, you know, right when they were starting to do 3D animation and stuff like that so some of it's a little wonky but obviously madhouse has done a lot of good stuff in the future since then so you gotta start off somewhere right yeah yeah you gotta start somewhere when did this come out the anime started in 2010 july 5th 2010 wow i thought it was a lot earlier than that Mm -mm. 2010 the manga i think started in like 2008 2009 if i recall correctly so it's made you want to go back and read the manga. Do you want to watch the rest of the first season? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I still like my anime titties, so <laughs> I'm going to go back and do that. Yep. Hey, I, I'm i not ashamed of it. I enjoy some lewd and etchy anime every now and then. So, you know, I have some good trash ones for you, Alex, that you can watch. Hell Yeah. So I, I guess it's I say I'm surprised that it came out in 2010, but also kind of not surprised. It was right when like the big zombie surge was happening again. So we had just had like 28 days later and, you know, Walking Dead was on air. I mean, if you look at it, I think the manga and then the Robert Kirkman Walking Dead comic probably came out around the same time, too, I think. So it was the big fanaticism about zombies and it's still kind of going on, I guess. Have we talked about the zombie mania at all in this season? I don't think so. Okay. Guess what, y'all? I'm going to take over Ethan's segment. Perfect. Let's do it. So uh, we're just going to like get real vulnerable here for a hot minute. In high school and middle school, my dad was deployed off and on from like ages 12 to like 19, right? And at some point in this time frame, me not really understand, because kids don't understand anxiety and fear, not really, particularly when like parents are going through this, this stuff and they're gone, it's just, it's a lot. Anyways, so uh, I used to be the biggest chicken shit you knew, hated anything scary, but then I found zombie content and I loved it. Like, I watched every zombie movie I could. I watched the original Ramiro. I've watched the trashiest Ramiro's. I have, like, if, if it came out, you bet your ass I watched it. The fucking remake of Dawn of the Dead? Chef kiss, because, like, mm-hmm. it's so fucking it's so terrible. Mm-hmm. But also amazing. Mm-hmm. And, oh my god. Did you ever play the Dead Rising games? Guess what? They're on sale on Steam right now, motherfucker. Oh, shit. <laughs> For oh, like shit. five bucks each. And yeah. I'm looking at them real hard. Um, it, it wasn't quite my, my cup of tea. I did buy the first yeah. two, but uh, it's a little too sandboxy, especially back then. I remember playing like the first one. I was like, this is cool. It's a cool concept. But I wasn't like part of that like craze. Because I was like, ah, cool. It, it just seemed buggy. 
for the game, but... Oh, it's not a great game. Oh, I no. feel like I should say that. Like, And I found out they made four of them. When I saw that they were yeah. all on sale, like, they made four yeah. plus some DLC. I knew Holy there were two, shit. and I forgot there were two more after that. Um, oh, here's a... If you want, like, a really bad, like, quote-unquote zombie movie, have you seen Quarantine? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing about Quarantine! Oh, man. It's such a terrible movie. So, first off, for us fucking American viewers, audiences, they show the ending of the movie in the trailer. Those fucking jerks. Second off, I guess, oh god, I can't remember what the original, I think it's like Brazil, or I remember hearing that whoever made the original Quarantine isn't like typical, like what I think of horror-wise. I could be totally wrong, but I think the original was made someplace else, and it's like, Renown, which is why the Americans decided to make their own version, yeah. and they ruined it. I didn't even know there was a different version. I just thought that was just a shitty movie that because that was around the same time that Cloverfield came out because it's that fixed cam point of view. Cloverfield's bad too. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoy a ten Cloverfield Lane. Now we're just going down a rabbit hole. But the thing I absolutely hate about Quarantine and and a guy that I watched a movie review do about it is like from that point of view. The guy literally bashes in a zombie head with the camera frame. So it's literally like he was beating him like this rather than like using it as like an actual weapon. So he's like, zoom in, zoom out, zoom in, zoom out. <laughs> just like beating the gu- the zombie with the zoom. But yeah. It's bad. It's bad. So so going back just a hot second. Zombie movies really became a huge crux for me as far as like how to process anxiety. And like mm. horror movies ended up becoming that thing. And then that turned into scary games also became that thing where just like that's how I really process uh, when I'm anxious and scared. And that's to this day. I recently rewatched Dead Set, which is also a really good show. And it came real close to being recommended to you. It's a six mm. episode miniseri- miniseries. It's on BBC. So it was a whole oh, season. Mm-hmm. And it's, it concludes in six episodes. And it's like mid 2000s and very big brothery and it basically it happens on the set of british big brother uh, when oh. the zombie apocalypse hits and it's oh, okay. a really interesting perspective of things hmm. but that's all to say that like i really still to this day enjoy zombie media content and like going back and seeing stuff or we don't see as much of it anymore because it hit real hard and then like disinterest like just, yeah it, it, it fatigued real quick well and because then they started making bad movies right yeah. there's always yeah. so many times you can redo zombies well um, and then and then they did the adaptation of like world war z and i don't think that was like received well because they made it its own individual story you know the brilliance of world war z they could probably remake it now and it would do a lot better now that we, mm-hmm. we have office fanatics and parks and rec fanatics uh that like this mockumentary style they could have done with it oh mm-hmm. i was so excited my copy of that and my zombie survival guide dog-eared highlighted like no joke when i was at the sorority house i made sure that our house had a zombie plan i made a fucking binder yes. that had a zombie plan which really to my parents because my parents were like oh yeah we have a zombie plan it's their natural disaster plan but <laughs> you could apply the same thing and the cdc yeah. even has a zombie plan like yes i remember thing. that because they they announced that like and that was a big thing in the newspapers for a while and it's just because it. it's just natural disaster yep. precautions 100 mm-hmm. oh yeah absolutely so, I don't know, zombie media it always has a very special place in my heart. And mm. even though, like, this, this show has a whole bunch of fan service, I, it's still just, it's been awesome I've seen it, but has a nice little home in my heart of, like, I think they just did a good job of showing zombies and human dynamics, which also, weird, hey, your girl went into psychology. And, like, the best part about zombie movies is seeing the psychology of groups. 
right? Yeah. Which I guess is more sociology, but still, it's like it's small. Small group, small. And yeah. seeing who becomes the villain and like why people act out the way they do. So delicious. I'm gonna find you a good like snippet from another like web series that I watched, but it talks about zombies and horror like tropes specifically what they mean for society. So I'll, I'll share that with you. But yeah, no, it sounds like you've got the zombie stuff down. Like, whereas I'm, I mean, I enjoy zombie stuff, but it sounds like how zombie stuff is for you. So how I have like body horror, because I don't know about you, but there were episodes of like Batman and like Superman where they do like some body changing shit. And it freaked me the fuck out as a kid. <laughs> like, so like their very first episode was technically the man bad episode. And just seeing that transformation scared the piss out of me as a kid. And then there's like a werewolf one too. And then they do it like in Batman Beyond and Terry McGinnis turns into a man bat. And it freaked me out just seeing like the teeth sharpen and stuff like that. And then when I was like 10 years old, I saw Cronenberg's The Fly with Jeff Goldblum. Oh no. And (laughs) I was so traumatized, but I love it to this day. That's like one of my movies I go to for Halloween is The Fly and The Thing. like. Practical effects are amazing. I was wondering if it was going to be American Werewolf in London. Ooh, that one's a good one, too. There's a really trashier one about the American Werewolf in Paris. Ah! (laughs) And that one is a shitty one, but I absolutely love that one, too. There's some good, you know, classic body horror transformation shit. I think, like, stuff from, like, Japan and China does a really good Mm -hmm. job with body horror. Mm Mm-hmm. Not that zombie-related, just talking about horror in general. I've come to like have a real fascination for Thailand comes up with some real good yeah. content, particularly for their video games. Yeah. It's very good. Because it's, again, it's all like mythos lore based versus yeah. just our like shitty American ghosts. Mm-hmm. And like there's a purpose to it all. And... Yeah. I don't think it probably puts into the like classic horror genre, but since we're kind of talking about like bloody episodes and TV shows, I think one of the my favorite ones from like that kind of genre is Battle Royale, if you've ever seen ah, that. Ah, classic. Classic. Battle Royale is amazing. And yeah, just stuff like that is, is amazing. Mm-hmm. Just love it. Any other questions you had for me on High School of the Dead? I don't think so, because again, unfortunately, I didn't have the time to watch the episode ahead of mm-hmm. time. But I guess I... Maybe this is something we can talk about here now or later. How do you feel about animes that do get that one season or maybe we can talk about this after i do my recap mm. too mm-hmm. of like i i just remember the season ends at a really weird point and it was the first time i've encountered a show the word ends on one but i guess besides really coolly but like yeah. i just remember thinking it ends at a weird cliffhanger where like there's nothing resolved they're all hanging out in a house and it's not like everything's better it's just like this camp rest safe yeah point. and it's like okay but there's there's more where is it there's fuck I would say you could read the manga, and I think it goes further than, obviously, the anime got to. But again, the manga had like two more chapters after a hiatus, and then the author unfortunately passed away. So mm-hmm. like, it still is fairly unresolved, but you get a little bit more, which is mm-hmm. nice. I don't know if, and this is again going in like the spoiler end of the manga, but I don't know if they make it to the mall themselves, because they do a mall scene. Of course. For High School of the Dead. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a classic Romero tribute. But yeah, they have that in there, and I know most of the characters that are in the show, so I'm excited to see the rest of them unfold. But yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, I've been going through the Telltale Walking Dead game, so I'm oh, getting like, my, my double zombie fix right now. So I still can't go back. I want to go back and play the first season. I bawled like a fucking baby. I have the last episode of the first season right now, so I'm right about to go rescue Clementine. 
So. Godspeed. Good luck. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I could not handle that emotional trauma a second time. Oh, man. It's it's a lot right now. The music is very... Gets to you, for sure. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. So, yeah. That's uh, High School of the Dead in a, in a nutshell. So, for High School of the Dead... Hey, I'll ask you to predict the ending. I know we don't really do that too often anymore. Yeah. But how about out of... Mm-hmm. Out of 30 zombie bites. 30 bites, huh? Uh-huh. Hmm. I mean, I love the animation other than, like, the 3D. The story is good. The characters are a little flat one-dimensional, but I think as the show progresses, it'll get a little bit better. Just based off of, like, my nostalgia and, like, just seeing good zombie and, and floppy titties and shit. <laughs> I'd have to give it, like, a... Uh, we'll give it like a 24, no, a 25 out of 30. That's more than I thought. Yeah. Cause like, yeah. I, I probably give it a solid 20. Like, I, yeah. I know. Just because I enjoy it. It's not the greatest. Yeah, it's not the greatest. <laughs> but it's not the worst either. It's True. not the worst anime I've ever seen. No, I think it kind of saves itself with like the action that they kind of had in it alone because it's all kind of like panned and, and like quick shot too. So it kind of has that thriller action vibe to it as well too with uh the movements and the fighting for it and these are fast zombies when they want to be apparently too i guess i didn't talk about that i was like oh a couple of times they're like slow and dragging other times they're like got a good like jaunt going on or they can like grab you real quick <laughs> that'd be way, way more scary because then you would yeah. never know is unpredictable this a safe zombie? is it mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. i think also thinking about the drama they set up right it's teenage angst sure 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 but having to kill your best friend who you're the girl you're in love with is in love with like that sides up for just a lot of good stage reasons yeah and even though it's a little extra it's listen it's anime everything's on the table mm-hmm. like there's, there's no such thing as too much i just yeah. I, I think that's a really good plot hook for a zombie movie yeah which we kind of get a little bit of like what the walking dead where we mm-hmm. think <sighs> rick mm-hmm. is that his name yeah is dead and then so Lori's with shane and oh goodness we need to talk about the walking dead sometime yeah at some point <laughs> yeah at some point because i remember reading the comic and watching the tv show and stopping at some point on both mediums okay because here's the thing robert kirkman sure yes good author needs to fucking stop writing because it's the same story arc over and over and over again there's nothing that's mm-hmm. really new and it's boring yeah and the show could have followed at least the good parts i am still mad about the governor Furious about the governor, in fact. Yeah, that's fair. I think... I don't know. I stopped reading it right when they were getting ready for the Whisper War, and apparently they're at that now in the show. I don't even know where they're at in the show anymore. I just remember, like, the last thing I saw was they were about to go to war with Negan, and that was that was about it. Jeffrey Dean Morgan did a really good Negan. I really enjoyed those last couple episodes, but then I stopped after that one season when, when he was revealed, so... I think that the way they bogged up the governor because i was still pretty early on the show and when mm-hmm. particularly network tv was still kind of pushing the limits i think mm-hmm. we could go back now and have the governor be what he's supposed to be yeah and so this kind of weird pushover yeah the completely different character yeah angsty guy yeah, yeah. it was a weird governor mm-hmm. i think i watched through season two and then i was done yeah robert kirkman's done better stuff with like invincible and stuff like through image comics not to say that Walking Dead isn't good, but I have the entire compendium of his comic Invincible, and that's eventually going to be made into a show, too. So that's a reading recommendation for for you and the audience at home. I think the Telltale Walking Dead's better than the actual Walking Dead. Yeah, that's what I was kind of vibing with right now. I was like, wow, I'm really enjoying this. And I was like, I don't remember feeling this way about, like, the show. So There's a few good moments, but 
Mm. Not continuously. Yeah. So yeah, 25 out of 30 bytes. And yeah. So, 25 out of 30 bytes. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're going to talk about the Dead Man Wonderland? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. Lay it on me, friend. All right, Dead Man Wonderland. So, the show opens up with your pretty prototypical school shot. And even before I get into that, though, they like start off with the, the people who made the show. And I got really excited because oh, I'm going to mispronounce this, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's Kedokawa video because they made Record of Lotus War. So mm. I saw that symbol and I'm like, oh, nostalgia. It's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> Memory trip. And so I, I was already really excited for it. Does this camera school shot kids are going to school you see the main pro tag he has like his phone question mark it's futuristic but not like too futuristic uh but it has this ad running as a like projection from his phone of dead man wonderland and you can tell it's this kind of fairground kind of thing right then and there you don't exactly know exactly what it is besides oh fair that's cool and then enter in cute girl black hair who is very positive and just this ray of sunshine she asks where his shadow is and he's like wait what and I, like just click now like he's she's asking about his best friend who like they all three of them apparently do everything together they're childhood friends right mm-hmm. which the best friend eventually appears there's banter they start talking about like okay well are you really excited for this prison field trip and i'm like what <laughs> oh aren't you excited to go to tokyo i don't know spend 10 years maybe the nostalgia is better than it is so, like they're already hinting at little kernels of what the story is without telling you and it's just real good as they're throwing all this information your way but they're not overwhelming you it has you curious about like oh what's the soft world building you're doing what is what is happening what has happened in this world and this is when i noticed this is weird because usually the school scenes have some kind of like boppy jazzy <laughs> kind of music it's very sad it's like starts off with sad music yeah I'm like that's weird and i forgot that this was a horror anime <laughs> yeah and so, like, the best friend's kind of bitching, and, like, the two guys are, you know, going at each other's throats, playfully fighting over something or another, and they're kind of complaining about doing this prison field trip to this theme park prison thing, and the girl's like, it doesn't matter what we do. Remember last year when we went to that lame water park, and it's, like, two weeks before exams? It's just about getting out of here and forgetting about exams for a minute, and we made the best of it then, too, so it really doesn't matter as long as I'm with you guys. Like, just this sweet cinnamon roll. And then the Fire Nation attacked. <laughs> so, though this is when the music changes. And this is a distinct impression of like, no, so there's this creepy song that plays. And then you see this guy in a big red cloak just float down out of the sky, look through the window, pro tag, whose name is, I have as Ganta? Kanta? Ganta. Mm-hmm. I heard it as Kanta. And I'm like, oh, it's spelled with a G. That's not right. So Ganta, he looks out. And he's like, huh, no, not you. And then this guy just unleashes some superpowers, completely demolishes this school. Just big ol' explosion. And after the big ol' explosion, we have another music change. And because I do like scary games so much, it sounds so much like amnesia. So, mm. so, so much like amnesia. Although I think, like, timetable-wise, it doesn't quite check out. But very similar in the motion and the Vibes. sound of it all. Mm-hmm. And there's blood and there's gore. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is what it's about. This. <laughs> Like, oh, shit, Ethan wasn't kidding. 
just gore across the way because this school, like the glass shattered, fucking stuff got exploded. You see the protag kind of try to sit up and he like steps on a dead classmate. It is not good. In all caps, I have in my notes, people very dead. <laughs> just, it's not good. And so he's asking also for his gal pal, which I think his name is Mina. Mina, Mina or Mimi or something like Mimi. that. Mimi. It's Mimi. And then, <laughs> this is where like, my nose are getting a little ridiculous. A creepy guy blasts a fucking Captain Crunchberry into the protag's chest. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I'm going to refer to it. The rest of this episode, whatever Man in Red has created uh, and shoved into Ganta's chest, I'm just going to refer to as the Captain Crunchberry. The Captain Crunchberry. I like it. And since I was watching on Funimation with the free accounts, I got really mad at my notes. The next day, um, Funimation, can you fucking cool it on ads? Because <laughs> oh, it no. went for like ever. Oh, I shoot. watched the same ad three times. You should have let me know. I have like ad-free Funimation. Ethan, you know I watched this like a half hour before we were supposed to record yesterday. <laughs> That's fair. That's and at fair. that point, I thought you had watched yours. I was like, I'm not going to be this person. It's fine. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to be that person. It's fine. <laughs> Little did I know, someone yeah. else was also that person. <laughs> so, gets this like glowy red thing. Protag's like, no, please don't do this. Ads, which is actually just their fade to black next scene. And this is when he wakes up in bed in a hospital. And fucking police are there and saying, hey, we need to talk to you. But what? No. And then, oh yeah, the tagline as he wakes up says, number one death row inmate. And I'm like, what? What's happening? So you know, nothing good's about to happen as the cops show up. It turns out every kid was dead. Everyone died except for him. He's the only survivor. Yep. So his childhood friends, gone. Done so. Mm-hmm. At least he has a happy memory of them at the end. <laughs> and then the court-appointed attorney shows up, which I believe I wrote down as Tamaki. Which, again, at the time, and it still stands out throughout the rest of the episode. I'm like, ooh, court-ordered attorney is my brand. <laughs> the first five seconds, his first line, I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. I like him. Oh, shoot. Squinty, smiley guy. Glasses, black hair. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, a little like, oh, fuck, it's not Mustang. Hughes. Hughes, yep. Mm-hmm. Little, I have a. We'll get there. <laughs> By the way, spoilers, he's not Hughes at all whatsoever. No. He's more like Ford. And so, as like they're like pulling him away, this kid's like, no, 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 I can show you, I can prove it to you. The man in red gave me something. They're like, oh, yeah, sure, kid, the man in red. Which I don't know how they think this child is capable of this, but not the man in red. So that means there's a lot more man in red lore to discover. But he's like, no, look at my chest, look at my crunchberry, and there's nothing there. So. The lawyer's like, don't worry, kiddo. I'll take care of you. Next scene in court, capital punishment. Just did not take care of him at all. And Mm-mm. there's like flash scenes happening too, where he's like crying to his lawyer. There's like the news happening. There's the angry parents of all the dead kids. And at this point too, I'm like, where the fuck are Ganta's parents? Just who knows? Is it an anime protag without dead parents? Anyways. Not an anime protag without mysterious background. (laughs) And so he is like, God is just a sweet babe who is crying and desperate and 
I do you want to talk about the Innocence Project real quick about how people like the justice system is actually really super bad at arresting the correct criminals. And even though we have DNA, it's really hard to get DNA. So the jury currently in modern times think that DNA is really easy to get a hold of. It's not. Cops are lucky to get DNA at a thing, but sometimes they get the right guy, but no DNA so that the, the right guy leaves. But more often they don't have DNA. They don't have the wrong guy. It's, it gets sent to jail because the jury gets convinced and then they're stuck in fucking prison for a crime they never did because our justice system is whack okay anyways so the kid freaks out <laughs> deep breath kid freaks out <laughs> he's trying to say like no I, i'm innocent this isn't fair i like just freaking out as one fucking would and the parents start ganging up on him. The adults start beating up on this kid. And it's Mimi's dad who's like, I can't believe I treated you like flesh and blood. I can't believe you killed my kid. Like, how do you know this kid for so long and think he's capable of this? What? Because grief does horrible things to people. Yes. And this is where you're like, wait, where's the evidence? Why are we just jumping to this conclusion? <laughs> and then the fucking kid's phone comes out because that makes sense. She has his phone, I guess. I think it was and the dad's phone or something like that. Either way, yeah. A phone falls on the ground as this kid's getting beat up by adults, and it's another hologram video, and it's of him in the lawyer's office being a prick and confessing, and it's like, don't worry, it's fine because I'm a kid, and they're not gonna convict a kid. And oh yeah, no, I totally killed all of them, but I won't tell you how I did it. I won't show you the weapon until I'm determined innocent. Being a schmuck, and the kid's looking at this crying like I don't. I don't know what this is. I have no idea what this is. And as the like parents, everyone disperses, the lawyer comes over and it's like, that's a shame about that video. If I had known you were being recorded, I would have told you to rein in the gloating a little bit. I can't help you. So he starts gaslighting this kid. And that's like, 100% what I'm into. I'm like, oh, this kid, there's no way. There's, there's no way no this way. kid did it. No, 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 no. This, there's, there's something shady happening. And but he for did this. It. <laughs> This lawyer who was like, don't worry, buddy. I'm going to take care of you to being like, fuck you. I'm gone. I'm like, ooh, something's going down. There's no way we get an appeal now. <sighs> so, end of that, like, chunk of scenery, right? Mm-hmm. Next scene, we get white hair girl. White hair girl. <laughs> and yes. I'm like, frenemy question mark? Because she has this, I don't otherworldliness to her. She's albino. She has this white jumpsuit on with geometric red pattern she has mittens on not the kind with fingers but like oven mitts yep which usually people have to stop from scratching but like that kind of stuff and like secured like that when you're you know in a potentially mental facility mm-hmm. anyways so she's singing a creepy song that lasts a little too long for my comfort however they did a great job of her hair animation in that scene i'm like ooh, someone spent a good amount of time no which is one of my favorite anime girl tropes. I love what, like, again, Madoka, where she'll, like, lift her hair and it just has a slow, like, crest fall. Oh, God, nice it's gorgeous. I love it. Nice stream. Yeah. Mm, it's good. I like it. So this, like, <laughs> had the beautiful wind and the hair and it looked very good and was one of my favorite animation scenes of this whole episode. And this is when we start finding out more about Dead Man Wonderland. We get this a voiceover and it's almost like an ad but also not it's kind of hard to tell at least in that moment and essentially at some point tokyo sunk blew up they don't go much more into that again soft world building giving you just enough information but not enough to like you have to explain every detail Mm -hmm. 
And then it goes to say that Dead Man Wonderland is the first and only privately owned prison in Japan. Hey, Ethan, you want to talk about privatized prisons? Hey, I figured this was going to be an interesting topic for you. (laughs) 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 Hey, so um, if anyone wants to look up at privatized prisons in America, it's a fucking industry and it's terrible. It's terrifying. So we could connect it to the war on drugs, which was made just so we can arrest minorities. 100%, 100%, but then True. we need a place to, to store them. And then we realized, oh, if we start privatizing prisons, that means people can make money. Yes. Which means we need to make money means we have to arrest more people. So that means we're going to arrest people for bullshit charges and just throw them in jail. We need profit margins. <sighs> Minorities are an easy target in the American system. We know this. We are living it. It has been a big deal over 2020. There are far better podcasts than this to talk to about that. But privatized prisons are fucked up, and they, like, quadrupled. They jumped. And the shitty thing is, Ethan, the shitty thing, more than the, not more than, but, like, included on top of the cherry of this whole system, (laughs) is that (sighs) privatized prisons will target rural communities. And they will say, hey, by us bringing in a privatized prison, we are creating jobs for you. Yeah. But then they'll sign contracts, and it's like, oh yeah, but if you can't keep it full a certain percentage, then we pull out. We then piece you pull out, the and you actually owe us money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then they bring in this industry, and then just abandon it, and make these communities even worse than they were to begin with. It's fucked! <sighs> but this one's a carnival and an amusement park. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is just looking at me dead stare, just like, not okay, Ethan. (laughs) But Dead Man Wonderland is a wonderland, Alex. So, we now have an introduction to the warden. Oh, shit, she's a babe. And welcome to fan service, because she is that kind of babe. Mm -hmm. Please step on me. Uh, Someone does. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sure, she does to someone. (laughs) <laughs> but so she's trying to be a hard-ass warden again this kind of pretty uh, prototypical male warden machismo is applied to this female mm-hmm. which is super interesting to see but this bitch is wearing hooped earrings which i'm just gonna say no one in any kind of facility like that would ever wear hooped earrings that is a mistake waiting to happen and or the ballsiest most confident thing because you are 100 percent certain no one's gonna touch you well she's also wearing heels too and has <gasps> a sword there's a lot going on yeah but oh yeah, by the way, she's terrible. <laughs> so she's trying to explain kind of sort of like what life's going to be like here, but also not. It's just that she's more trying to scare them about this place. And that's where you learn that for them to earn a living, they have to perform in this fair circus amusement park. And you get kind of flashes of like what looks like a clown show, but they're all like fighting each other and there's other stuff going on. You really, this first episode, don't know a lot about the fair side of the thing other than like they keep using art stills of it and it's very pretty and then oh yeah this is when i found out that the adults and the juveniles are housed in the same facility as if this is the only jail facility and hey ethan <laughs> you want to talk about this you want to talk about how juveniles being arrested and thrown to jail is a bad fucking idea he's a death row inmate i realize capital punishment 
I realize, but it's, I'm just saying in real life, this happens. Or we have juvenile de- detention facilities because we've privatized this. Because no, we have this concept that if we throw kids into a juvenile de- center, de- center, detention center, that they'll be magically cured. But funny how our rehabilitation systems are more meant to create people who go back out into the world and come back. So that way we get more money. And hey, if you throw kids in, and actually if you throw any kind of criminal in with another kind of criminal, they're just going to learn how to be a better criminal. A bigger criminal. And so giving kids, particularly that like 17, 18 range to an adult prison so that way they can learn from veteran criminals is dumb. Don't do that. You're just, you're making a cycle more so that way you can feed your dumb prison systems. But it's okay. He's going to die anyways. (laughs) He's a death row inmate. It's fine. He's going to be there forever. Oh, hey, you want to talk about that too? You want to talk about how like the death sentence is just the worst fucking idea in the world (laughs) because it costs more money. It costs the taxpayers more money for someone to die thanks to a fucking capital punishment than it does to house them for their whole life. Yeah, not to mention also the fact that most death row inmates can still get parole parole because like you said, they want to keep that cycle going. (laughs) Man, I feel like you and I should watch Shawshank Redemption together at some point in time. Oh my god, I just... Oh, Hey, everybody, I'm not going to include any sources in this. <laughs> because I've, I've just... Uh, this has been my last two years, right? Like, this... I've, I've just... I've learned a lot. So please, do your own research. Study into this. Learn the ins and outs of all this nonsense, particularly for Western culture. You're going to learn a lot, and a lot of it's going to make you mad. But hey, if you want to find the stuff that makes you feel good, and makes you feel like, no, this isn't that bad, yeah, sure, take the one Google search and go with that. (laughs) I can't stop you, but just know that it's a fucked up system. My recommendation would just watch the episode of Adam Ruins Everything, where he talks about the Prison Institute. All the sources are cited there. You can check it out, and it's a whole lot easier. And they have it on their website, too. So that we can go back. I think that's most of my rants for this episode. Okay. I think. I think I can, like, take it down 20-30%. Well, we'll see. (laughs) Thank you for being so patient with me. Yeah. uh, I'm just waiting for the next one, because I know there's probably going to be something in the future. I was half tempted to say, oh, we should watch, like, we should at least make you watch the second episode, because... Shit goes down even further than what you got to see in this episode. I can only imagine. Oh my god. I haven't... Again, clearly I'm very enthused about this episode and this content Mm -hmm. and this thing you showed me. This might be the best episode you've shown me of of stuff I'm I'm really jazzed about. And I... When we found Mm. out that we couldn't record last night, I was actually upset because I was planning on watching more to last night. (laughs) (laughs) So. Okay. Back to the story. Yeah. Um, so they're housing the kids and adults in the same center because apparently it's the only prison in Japan. And this is when you find out too, some more of the rules of the prison that they, is that they all have Suicide Squad bomb necklaces, right? Something bad's going to happen if they, but then they get interrupted before they can talk about them. This kid comes up with a cart, accidentally hits Protag, and they're like kind of having this friend moment like, oh, are they going to be buddies? And then the warden gets pissed and tell, gives him an instruction. And he's like, wait, no, I was doing this thing. And she's like, I'm not going to tell you twice. Pulls out her sword, slices, dices the boy. He's bleeding out. Doesn't end up dying, though. I thought for sure he was gonzo. But no, he's still, he, he's okay. He's yeah, all right. Rub some dirt on it. He'll be fine. Going to bounce back from that saber slice. Uh, and this is where she just shows off as she's a badass. And hey, bitches, you better listen to me because I know best. And she steps on him. And she steps on him. What do you know? We've got with that, very with that heel and everything. It is very good. There's the sound of the leather as it creaks. Mm. They, they knew what they were doing. 
So the next thing we see, though, is that she's in the office with court-appointed attorney. What? <laughs> what? And he's lecturing her, and she has this very much like a glorious bastards. I'll be chewed out. I've been chewed out before. Kind of attitude as she goes in. And he's like, you didn't even like explain the rules properly. And she's like, yeah, huh? And what, what are you going to do about it? Like, and they kind of go back and forth. There was only one death row inmate. He's going to be dead anyway. So what's it matter? What's it matter? Exactly. <laughs> They're all criminals. <laughs> and Tamaki has like this really interesting dialogue. about like, okay, well, if you had a gift on your dresser, what would you do? Well, I'd open it. Exactly. And that's what I'm trying to do here. So like, there's something about Ganta and Tamaki. Like, the, Tamaki? Let me say this. America is fucking possible. That he, like, there's, there's just something he needs from, from Protag. We don't know what yet, but he, like, clearly lives, works at Dead Man's Wonderland. So that's interesting. Then we go back to another scene where we see Protag and he's doing some heavy work. It's kind of just, like a lot of fast-paced movement here through the story. And he has this thing where he looks over, he sees someone welding, and it triggers him, and he thinks of fireworks with his friends. And then that goes into, oh shit, yeah, they're dead. The scene where they died, and oh yeah, I'm in prison, I was in court, this horrible situation that's happening, and he says to himself, I wish someone would just kill me. And out pops white hair girl, and she's like, okay, I'm down. And he's like, wait, no, fuck, I'm kidding. And she like tries to attack him a few different times, and he's dodging. And as she does, like, finally she gives up and she's like, oh, so I guess you're a fibbing, huh? Bold fucking move, white hair girl. Damn. And, like, leans over and touches his heart. Like, this is a heart that doesn't want to die. And he's like, what do you know about my heart? And she's like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. Kanto and Shiro are best friends forever. What? And also, by the way, she looks a lot like Mimi, who died in the thing. It's just that instead of having black hair, she's albino. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting, too. And they like have this back and forth. Again, it gets a little bit fan service as she's like leaning down on all fours and has like this weird back arch and like this posture. And I'm like, mm, these are kids. Uh, <laughs> don't Minors. <like> Minors <laughs> all around. <laughs> And so, white-haired girl, Shiro, she's like, oh, wait, you're saying that friends don't kill each other? And he's like, yeah! Friends don't <laughs> fucking kill each other! Yeah. And <laughs> it kind of goes back to this thing where he's been saying, like, why would I kill everybody? Like, I, I'm not that kind of person. I'm, I wouldn't be the kind of person that killed 29 students. At this point, adults walk over to start picking on the kids, because that's just what adults do in this world, I guess, is that they beat up on children. But there's also this moment where, like, they're ignoring her. And I'm like, she stands out. She's in this white jumpsuit. She's all white. And everyone else is, like, in these dungaree dark colors. And they're just completely, like, talking like she's not there. And this is when I think, oh, my God, is she the Crunchberry? <laughs> is this, like, some kind of projection? Like, is this, is this imagination? happening? It's not. She's a real fucking person because she gets the, her shit kicked out of her by these dudes. And then Protag gets the shit kicked out of him. And... Because, I don't know, there's reasons. People are dicks sometimes, I guess. <laughs> For plot. And then we get this cutscene where Tomoki gets kind of talking about Ganto, and he is saying, like, he's the only survivor. He's the only one that's seen the man in red. And, like, it seems like he's the only survivor of a man in red case. And so it's like, I want to break him. So he'll either do what I say, or he'll become my new favorite toy. And I'm like, yes! Yes! Yes, villain! I think you went over, I, you, you may have it in your notes later, 
But did you hear what he actually called the man in red? What he, like, quote, called him? Mm-mm. The wretched egg. Oh, yeah, no, I miss that entirely. The, 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 the man in red is also dubbed by certain people as the wretched egg. And that's okay. It it, it kind of makes sense for what the story does in the future, theme wise. But yeah, that's the wretched egg, the, the wretched man egg. in red, the red man. And this is when I look at the thing. I'm like, oh my god, this is a total, totally polar opposite thing that I usually do. Oh my god, there's only four minutes left of the show. <laughs> what the fuck? You're like, shit, no. <laughs> shit, what? No, no, I like this. Keep going. It's making up for the crowd. Keep going, please. <laughs> And then wait, what the fuck? There's more ads? Shit! Fuck! <laughs> and then the bombs just go off in the main tower. No explanation, just bombs. Timer Exploding. bombs. And stuff's falling, and this is when Protag suddenly decides, I don't want to die, I want to like own myself, and I want to survive, and I want to protect people that I care about. And that's when his Crunchberry comes out. And, Crunchberry oh, power unite! He has the same powers as the man in red now. <gasps> it's the same kind of cool, like, chainy blood stuff. It's cool. He, he's a bloodbender. Cool like, legitimate bloodbender. I, I just, oh, it's cool looking. That's what it is. Yeah. It's fucking cool looking. Yeah. And so he's in. I like how it has, like, this geometric pattern that kind of goes around. And, like, this purple, like, ring around him. And then it's all this blood swirling around and shit. Yeah, it's, it's very visually interesting. Like, okay, why those choices? Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to find out, like, what all that is besides cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, by my notes, oh, dip. He got the Red Man powers. He is now the Dread Pirate Roberts. So, again, <laughs> my theory is, is that uh, this guy just, like, passes down these terrible powers. And that's why Shiro knows him. It's from, not necessarily that he knows, she knows Ganto, but that she knows, or Gan, whatever the fuck his name is, Protag, mm-hmm. uh, that he, she knows the Crunchberry. Mm. And like, that's why she like looks weird and shit. Uh, so that was a working theory I had. I had. You had. <laughs> Transition the scene as this like power up hero moment's happening. Cause oh yeah, by the way, Shiro's passed out, knocked the fuck out. She got hit by a shovel or some shit. Yeah. Uh, so, so Ganto is just doing his best to protect them and very group like fashion. But so sidebar, we're having the scene where a prisoner is taking hostage of somebody. I can't tell if it's another prisoner, if it's someone who works there. It's cause it gets a different color jumpsuit, which makes you think it's someone different. Yeah. And he's demanding candy. Which I'm like, that's fucking weird. <laughs> Give me candy. Yeah, I'm like, that's weird. You, Buddy, you could, like, ask for a lot more than candy. And then that's when the warden shows up. And, oh, yeah, by the way, here's this other very prototypical anime trope character. Short hair, big glasses, small, very smart. Assistant, yep. That trope, right? Mm-hmm. And she's just like, warden, he's not backing down. And she's like, yeah, but when was the last time his necklace got checked out and she's like oh well actually and she's like mm-hmm. uh we don't negotiate with terrorists <laughs> like and nah you criminal <laughs> does not give a shit nope. and let's the countdown go to zero and that's when we get our suicide squad thing it's not a bomb but it's clearly like some kind of needle injection thing there's blood it's not good which then they go into my favorite kind of horror art form for anime which is when someone's dead like completely pupilless eyes mm-hmm. and like the white like just sunken in there's something about that art that looks really good i think um, didn't they show like him bleeding from the eyes too and everything mm-hmm, like that yeah mm-hmm. i couldn't remember it's it's clearly some fast terrible trauma uh, but at the same time, looks like he dies pretty quick. So they're not inhumane. It just looks like it sucks. <laughs> yeah. 
And then the scene transitions to other prisoners unwrapping candy. It's so like yeah. everyone's eating candy. Oh man, and you they... get a sneak peek of all the good characters in the show. And they start, they eat the candy and it resets their necklace for like eight hours or whatever the timer 72 is. 72 hours. 72 hours. I thought yeah. saw it like seven. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God, it's only eight hours. Yeah. So, or then our end scene is Kanto, Shiro, and they're hanging out and she's also being a weird duck mm-hmm. of just oh, like... before before you go forward... They also flashed the kid that bumped the kid with the cart that got mm. sliced. What did he have? Candy. Yeah. <laughs> it's candy he stole from Ganta. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, basically what they were saying, because the warden was like, hey, give that back or else. And the guy was faking. He's like, what are you talking about? I just bumped into him. Because he's putting Ganta's stuff back in the bag. He oh. took the candy. Gotcha. Okay, so I must have been writing notes because I completely missed that. Sure. It they they talk about it like later on, but I think it's really cool that I was like I was like, oh you motherfucker. You're he, you're a con man. <laughs> I know. It's all gonna... smooth and goofy, Ooh. but that warden knew that warden mm-hmm. knew what was up. Well now mm-hmm. that I know that, fuck that guy. Okay, so we have that plot point. Yeah. And seeing we're having this this, this like heart to heart between Shiro Ganto and she's acting I say weird. I think this is just what this character is. She's like mm, snap time over. And you're like, okay, lady, sure. And then he's like trying to talk, like, hey, are you okay? Is everything alright? Are you and she's like, Is it snack time yet? And he's like, What? <laughs> yeah, I think we should have snack time together, because things are better when we can snack together. And it's very reminiscent of the Mimi, who's like, everything's better if we can just do it together, right? Like, it doesn't really matter what we're doing, Mm -hmm. as long as we're doing it together. So that's kind of where the scene ends, right? And we get Mm another, like, zoom-out scene of the Dead Man Wonderland. And this is what I start thinking, like, okay, episode's done. Oh, shit. I'm going over my finalized notes. I'm seeing the the end credits, but I'm also looking at the end credits, and we've we discussed this, right? Outros are interesting. Mm-hmm. And they have these small snapshots, but the very first one is of Protag and Dead Friends. Mm-hmm. As like, they're just like a candid selfie, whatever. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be a sad slideshow pass. So I, let, I was still letting it run. I was finishing up some notes. And then I look at the very end, and the very end one has Shiro and Gato as little fucking kids playing together. And I'm like... Hold the fuck up. So I went back to the beginning of the credits. <laughs> I'm like, what did I miss? What's going and on? So it seems like, again, sometimes I feel like anime does this where they just throw in art because it's pretty. And there's yeah. a reason for it. Maybe they just never make it to a final episode or they needed a still for some reason. Because they put a lot of love into these things that like never see more than 10 seconds in a credit yeah. scene. So I'm looking at them trying to like, okay, is this future events? Is it, Some of them are clearly past events. What? How does this all interlock? Is it an introduction of characters? What does it mean? Yeah, and then we get to the end, and like for sure the last one is Shiro and Ganto being little kids with a man and a white cloak, which I'm going to say is Tamaki. And I'm also going to say Tamaki is going to be upwards of worst dad and of of tier like Neon Evangeline. Like that. that's what I'm expecting okay. of this is that we're going to get some bad dad action happening or some kind of science experiment. Mm-hmm. I think since I like watched it too, just to like be able to talk about it again, I think I kind of caught on to a couple things too. But if you look like, I think it's kind of interesting to see. I, I don't know. Remember if it was a flashback or if it was in like that picture scene at the end credits. But if you go to the very beginning of the episode on Gonta's phone, obviously like something they show is all three of the, best friends have their own little like similar keychain they all three have like like, matching frog keychains Mm -hmm. 
on Gantz's phone, there's like this symbol, like this weird geometric symbol on it. Mm-hmm. And it actually, like, I think in the flashback or in that picture at the end, they show both Shiro and Ganta sharing that same symbol, like on the ground or something like that. Interesting. So it gives you some sort of stuff. Yeah, so clearly they were stuck in a lab together, very maximum right, or... This show reminds me a lot of um, Elfin Lead, too. And a classic that I've never seen. Mmm. But yeah, so I clearly really enjoyed the episode, and then I went back trying to find character names, because again, uh, pilot, episode Mm -hmm. one of animes don't always do a great job of saying Mm -hmm. the characters. And I was looking at just, just like the Google search, right, that comes up, and I'm like, oh no. Uh-oh. I love them all. They're all my children now. Like, I just... You saw Every character all. design I saw... Yep. Oh, no. oh, man. I can't wait for you to meet my best boy. The, <laughs> he's he's going to be so good. I think you'll see him, like, in the second or third episode. It's going to be so good. I just... I'm very excited to keep watching. And I'm already yeah. very sad there's only one season. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and especially... It, it kind of wraps up with what the season should be. And then they have, like, one OVA mm-hmm. that's... A flashback about my best boy. So ah. <laughs> it's good. Is, is this based off of a manga or? Yes, this is based off a of manga. The manga actually is complete. They okay. just never got a second season. So if you're crunching for more after the season, you can at least read it. Was but, this before the Tokyo Pop crumble? Yeah, I think or something like that. Well, I remember when the when the show came out. After the show finished, the manga was on hiatus because from what I had understood, the writer she was going through cancer treatment oh shit so there was like ah fuck and apparently she went into remission she's all good there and then like they continued on and she went on another hiatus to have her kid (laughs) and then she wrapped it up like immediately after she had the kid (laughs) so interesting yeah yeah i haven't gone back and read all of it but you've got some interesting points that you're predicting that I can't wait to see how you react to certain things. There's, you're definitely going to see more of uh, Tamaki for sure. And Clearly the number one villain. Mm-hmm. You think that. Who's his boss? Maybe his boss is the man in red. Uh, maybe he's Gonto. Nah. It's been a ruse all along. <laughs> this is some sixth sense shit. <laughs> I just, I I really like this. It's clearly touching stuff that I'm passionate about. And I think that's going to be part of the driving force for for me to want to keep watching. Not just, uh, honestly, the character, uh, Crybaby Boy does not do a whole lot for me. It's not like a huge attraction. Like, oh, he's a cinnamon roll. That doesn't like usually hook me into a show. Uh, People like Tamaki do. Yeah. Like the warden, like uh, bad people. Did you, I guess, I don't think you and I have ever had this conversation while we're recording, but... Are you a, a sub or a dub person for anime? Because <laughs> we have to have that conversation since it's anime-based, right? So I think I've talked about this before, but I'll, I'll recap it too, just in case. I prefer dub because I multitask. Mm-hmm. I've come to a point where I can appreciate sub. Mm-hmm. So far, the only show I've watched subbed is Oran Host Club. Okay. And that was worth it. Uh, <laughs> I have definitely seen some scenes of My Hero Academia subs mm-hmm. because I know the voice actor for Bakugo is amazing. But for the most part, I do dubbed. That's because I grew up with dub anime. I wasn't... Uh, my parents did a, a lot of quote-unquote work with me to make sure that I didn't lean too hard at any one like 
stereotype as a kid. So, like, I never felt the need to go super hard into anime. Sure. I, I liked it, but I watched it on Cartoon mm-hmm. Network, right? Yeah. I wasn't, like, on YouTube trying to find the latest episodes. It was just like, oh, yeah. well, Metal Alchemist is on. Okay. Who, who would do that? Right, who would, Ethan? Who would go onto YouTube back when they had 10-minute episodes, and so you had to s- watch three the, different the, parts. the three different parts or watch the full movie in 10 parts? Who, who would do such a thing? A fucking nerd would, Ethan. Yeah. What a loser, right? God. Pride is a show, like a podcast now? It's getting hot in here. (laughs) And so, like, I just never went too hard into it. But I don't think I I really ever argued, like, it's better. It's just like, I'm lazy. I enjoy, like, when people do, like, videos or memes about subs versus dubs and stuff like that. But, I mean, I do... I watch both like one piece is on and I'm like all caught up to one piece and they only have it subbed. So there's that. And then like shows like this, I was introduced to this dubbed. I try to like watch it subtitles like ah, I just can't link with it. So if I start a show dubbed, I'm going to complete it dubbed versus like subbed and I can I can interchange. Yeah, That's it just fair. depends on how I was first introduced to it. I know, like, Sailor Moon, they did a revoice of the original series. Yeah. Before they made Crystal. Mm-hmm. And I fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I heard I, that I, was a bad, bad, like, recording. I just, it's weird. It's weird hearing Luna without a British accent. And, like, freaking I even Mercury's, know that, yeah. Like, Amy's voice is different. And it, just all the stuff that you grew up with as a kid yeah. is just different. And I, I usually want the thing, like, if it, just because it's different doesn't mean it's good or bad. Like, it just is. But I really just have such a hard time getting into it. And I, I, but it's also really hard. They're out there, but it's hard to find the original dub. Of yeah, them. yeah. That'd be a great gift. Someday, somebody who's listening. We'll find the old VHSs for you. Thank you. I used to, my <laughs> friend used to have the like the movies for some yeah. Mm. I remember when we were kids, I was getting into Dragon Ball Z. Emily was getting into Sailor Moon, and I still watched Sailor Moon with her. But it was like you know, it was the girl thing. So mm-hmm. like, but I do remember like. We rented probably, like, one of the Sailor Moon movies, like, five times over. It was the one, like, Luna is in love with a human, and, yeah. and, and like, she saves him because he's got, like, a fever, and he gets possessed by one of the crystals or something like that. Yeah, I remember that one, like, vaguely, vividly, like, throughout my head, like, that entire thing. Yeah. Oh, Sailor Moon. The one I thing came that... real close to bringing all my Sailor Moon manga home when I was in, in Billings. Oh, man. Real close. So last time I visited family a few months back, they my dad was like, you need to take some stuff with you because we're like, you know, Parents. is there anything you want here that you need to take home? I was like, no, not really. But I forgot I had all of my monthly Shonen Jumps in my closet and I've got them all here now. And it's it's a treasure trove. It's got so much Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, Shaman King. I'm getting back into Shaman King before the new anime comes out. Yeah, man. So did you have any other lasting questions for me about this? You named off some good predictions and stuff like that. I guess the only thing I have for you is I'm guessing you're obviously going to stop watching the show from from after this. So (laughs) yeah, (laughs) dead stare. Yeah, you're just it's just awful. I understand that you don't want to continue with the show or anything like that. How many crunch berries? Yeah, I was going to say how many crunch berries or pudding cups because she Shiro likes pudding cups. But out of out of shiny red uh, crunch berries, uh, (laughs) let's see here out of out of 13 for spoopy reasons. How many crunch berries? 14. 14. There we go. (laughs) There we go. 
but damn it, I should have. I I should have done. I should have done twelve. That way, you could have done thirteen. <laughs> you fucked up. We gotta I stick with it. Up. We can't yeah. edit it out. It's fourteen out of fourteen out of thirteen. All right. I guess one of the things I didn't talk about when it first started, I was like, "Ooh, I'm not super into this art style." It's the same people that did like Eureka Seven on Toonami, and I never saw that show, but I always thought it was weird that a lot of the characters have like very high hairlines, and I don't know what about that was, but like having like the big foreheads on like anime characters like really threw me off. Like Eureka Seven, at least this was okay. Ganta's voice is a little shrill in the in the dub. There's a point for it though, like yeah. I. He's prepubescent. It. It's fine. <laughs> and like scared. Like the, he yeah. spends a whole episode scared and yeah. sad and terrified. Like there's that voice is happening for a reason, which will be price served for character development later on. I guess he yeah. go up and it's. Mm-hmm. I also thought the art, and I haven't seen it. Was it the, the new Demon Slayer show that came out? Yeah. I looked a little bit like that. I wasn't sure if it had some of the same people or not. But different production companies, I think. But. Speaking of which, that's another show I was going to have you watch if, if we didn't choose this one. I think that's maybe what I was going to do previously, but... Oh, God. Yeah. I got used to the art style pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And I just am very excited to see what the rest of the show does. So, 14. Mm-hmm. 14 out of 13, 100%. I love Perfect. the show. Actually, I came real close to messaging my friend Devin, who showed me a lot of anime that I've come to love. I've, I've talked about mm-hmm. it before on the show, but like a lot of the anime I've, I've come to just obsess with and love was thanks to my friend Devin. And I came real close to being like, the fuck, Devin? You didn't tell me about this? <laughs> what the shit? You didn't mention this ever to me? <laughs> How dare you not know every anime? Horror wasn't really his genre. Right. But like, it's just self-crippling, crying, sobbing in a corner by the end of it. That was that was more his brand. Oh, sure, yeah. Oh, God, Welcome to NHK still fucks me up. I just all I gotta <laughs> say. But, yeah, no, it was just really good. So thank you. Thank you for the suggestion. You're welcome. And I think this might, I, we still have a whole half a season to, to complete, but this might be like mm-hmm. my top gem here. Perfect. I can't wait for your uh, texts and reactions as you progress through this show. Feel free to just send me the, the one-liner notes you have about episodes. Oh yeah, no, you'll just get them randomly. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, man, we did a two 25 episodes in an hour and a half. Perfect. We'll see what John cuts us down to. I know we have some <laughs> tangents in here. Yeah. I, I don't I don't want to promote a, a Patreon because we don't have one set up yet. But at some point, we're going to have a Patreon. And I have insisted that John keep all the original content, uh, like, besides just cleaning it, but having all of our rants, all of our tangents. So at some point, when one of us has the spoons to do it, <laughs> uh, making a Patreon so that way you can have access to all of our uncut episodes. Um, that being said, I have no idea what this is actually going to go down to. I think it usually cuts about 15, 20 minutes out of an episode. Yeah, it's pretty um, pretty seamless. So if anything, it it'll... To an hour, hour and a half, yeah. usually. Cut all the dead space out. It's good. Was there dead space? I don't... Mm. Not, not on my side. <laughs> Just me screaming. So I guess we should kind of talk about other stuff that we're doing. Yeah. Possibly. I mean, I do a lot of stuff. You do a lot of stuff. (laughs) I am here for the TV and the memes. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm here for. Something we can advertise, I think. Mm -hmm. That we can really advertise. Although the location is still a little TVA. Doing Twitch watch parties. Yeah. By the time this obviously comes out, we've been starting watching the boys. I know they're doing weekly releases right now, so I think we're kind of... Playing catch up, they released three right away, so I think we're gonna do progressively weekly after that. And then 
if it gets finished beforehand or anything, we'll probably find another show and or movies to watch. And it can just be what we do here, but you get to watch it with us. <laughs> and that's on Saturdays. TBD. <laughs> TBD. I, I'm trying to think, because we did like 7.30, 8 o'clock last time. We've only I done think it once. So. Why yeah. this is releases, we've only done it once. So, this would be like really shitty selling of a product. Uh, means that you should definitely check out our Twitter, at First and Friends. And you can find that's where we update. That's where we say, hey, by the way, did you know we have a new episode? So if you're not following us on Twitter, you totally should. And that's also when, uh, say, I decide to challenge Ethan to a binge marathon contest. Like, that's the place you'll see it. Um, sometimes we see cool memes of like, hey, show a gif of the show, like a movie that is like your favorite movie. Yeah. Or any kind of like twitter meme that's like that yeah. we usually respond if you if you want a chain thread or something like that just add us and we'll we'll be a part of it mm-hmm. because i'm narcissistic as fuck and like it when people pay attention to me yes <laughs> i like to be funny so uh but definitely follow us on first and friends you can also hey you know what's cool we have a discord yes yeah, it's, it's the cool kids it's the cool kids community the cool uh, kids community out of all the projects I've done over the last two years, we've really just morphed it into this Cool Kids Discord. They have come along with me on a journey from very many projects, and now they just love a lot of the stuff that we do. So First is still a part of that Discord community, which is really cool. We have some people there who hang out, chat with us. Mm-hmm. There's memes. There's a selfie channel. The, probably the one that's most active, too. Uh, we have a pet channel and a food channel. Yeah. Food Please channel's come. very active. <laughs> Please come in and fix our food channel. It's all just nightmare food. Like, come bring wholesome food, please. <laughs> yeah. And if you guys are doing any other projects, you can also advertise there. We have a little self-promotion channel. So if you guys want to see what other things that we like or other friends that we have, they do other things there, too. And they, they advertise that stuff as well. And you can join in on the fun, too. The Cool Kid community is really cool. Ethan, can I just say how much I love them? Like, I think about every now and again. Every- it's our baby. It's very nice. Some communities are wholesome. I'm not going to say ours is. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know how we are as people. So that kind of gives you an idea of who's all there. There are some cinnamon rolls in there that are absolutely to be treasured. I, I just thought of two right off the top. Yep. I, I feel like if we were in the lunchroom, the cool kids are the people like in denim jackets, like trying to like spit grapes into their own mouth and throwing Cheetos at one another and crushing milk cartons on their head. We're fucking animals, but we're like just really cool to hang out with. So mm-hmm. um, that doesn't sell you. <laughs> I don't know what does. Melting uh, pot of coolness. Yeah. But so I, I guess going back, maybe, I don't know. As far as like where we're doing it currently, doing Twitch Watch at least the one time on my own personal Twitch channel, which is Roll for Alex, but Alex is spelled with a three instead of an E because dumbass Alex in the past took Roll for Alex. I cannot find the password that has Roll for Alex. I have no idea what the email is for Roll for Alex. So past Alex stole the fucking username from herself. And so now I have to spell it this dumbass way. But you're no leet. one speaks. No one speaks leet speak. When I go into other channels and I pop into chat, they're like, for all X? And I'm like, no. Mm. Roll for Alex. Roll for Alex. Thank you. But, so that's the channel, and you can also catch me doing streams on the weekends. I'm taking a break from Corpse Party, but uh, there's other horror games I'm doing, Batman games. Just, there's, there's shit there. Go check it out. It's fun. Yeah. Um, I do other podcasts. 
Uh, mostly with the redacted files, I'm currently, the stuff you can catch for sure is the Firefly podcast. But they make a bunch of other good shit too, so you should check them out. Nice. I'm doing, I'm trying to do projects. Life is weird <laughs> right now. But we'll see if those projects ever manifest. Probably not. But it's nice to think that you might watch it if if that's the case. So, uh, yeah, you can always just find me on my Twitter, which is Shaw. Um, at this point, you can just probably find it. Spell it however you want. It'll probably pop up one way or another. But it's E-T-A-Y-S-C-H-A. Because Ethan's a dumbass and has it three, <laughs> named three different ways if we're talking about dumbass past things. Uh-huh. Or, you know, Discord's Rusty Doll Knife. That's the best way to find me, too. We have it in the show notes, too. Just to Perfect. Case. Yeah. So. And you can find me on Twitter at RollFrog, spelled the proper way, though. There you go. Boy, oh boy. Man. So, you know, you can harass us on Twitter. You can come hang out with us on Discord. If for some reason we said something that made you mad, it's okay. Because you can come talk to us and tell us how wrong we are, even though we know we're right. Yeah. And we're always right. Always right. Always right. This is the insert that John adds when I forget to credit our theme song properly. Our theme is Astronaut by the Spinwires from their Nights Out EP.